Welcome to the Little Man Big Mouth Podcast with me, Jonah. I'm a kid who loves sports. I can talk about sports every day, all day. Think you can handle that? Then stick around for today's show. Now, this episode, we're pulling out all the stops. We are doing every segment we have ever done. Now, it's time for the news. The MLB trade deadline has come and gone. There are some clear winners and some losers. Washington Nationals are the big losers. They traded away a generational talent, Juan Soto, to the Padres. To make things worse, Eric Hasmer refused to be traded to the Nationals, instead opting to play for Boston. Now the Padres are loaded. They have Tatis Jr., Juan Soto, and Manny Machado. And if that offense isn't enough, they also added top reliever Josh Hader from the Brewers. Could this be the year the Padres finally win a championship? We will see. The Yankees made some big trade moves of their own, adding pitching and depth. On top of that, Aaron Judge is crushing the ball. Judge is on pace to hit more than 60 home runs and break the American League record. I think that makes him a leader in the MVP race. Sad news in the NBA. Bill Russell, 11-time NBA champion, passed away at 88. Russell was a force to be reckoned with winning more titles than any other player. He was a defensive machine, shutting down Wilt Chamberlain and other stars of his generation. Russell also became the Celtics head coach, the first African-American coach in NBA. In honor of Bill Russell, I am giving my top five early today. Now, what would sports talk be without lists? Bumpkins. So here is my list of the day. Top 5 Greatest Winners in Sports History Number 5, Nick Saban The man could not win in the NFL, which is why he's 5th on this list. But let's be honest, no one is a bigger winner in college football history. The players change, but the rings keep on piling up. Nick Saban is an all-time winner. Number 4, Tom Brady as much as it hurts me as a Patriots fan, Brady belongs on this list. The winningest quarterback in NFL history, Brady defies father time. His face and hair look younger today than they did his rookie year. That black magic aside, the man knows how to win on the field. Number three, Michael Jordan. Fewer rings than Russell. But it's hard to compare. Jordan played in an era with far better athletes, talent, and skill. Many think he would have had eight rings had it not been for the time off in baseball. We will never know, and the legend will live on. Number two, it's a tie. Rafael Nadal, Serena Williams, and Tiger Woods. All three played in individual sports but they have dominated against top-level competition. 
Nadal has fought two other generational talents, Federer and the Joker. Tiger squashed so many rivals, like Phil and Roy, Roy to put himself in a class by himself, playing against better talent than Nicholas ever faced. And Serena is by far, in a way, the greatest women's tennis player of all time. And finally, number one, Bill Russell. The rings say it all. When you have more rings than fingers, when you can erase all-time greats like Chamberlain by yourself, when you change the, the direction of a sport, you are the greatest winner of all time. Rest in power, Bill Russell. And now back to the news. We turn our attentions to the NFL for a mixed bag of events. This is normally the time where we get excited for the Hall of Fame ceremony. This year's class includes Jimmy Johnson, that last Dallas Cowboy coach, to know what he was doing. And Tony Basali, the first Jacksonville Jaguar to make the Hall of Fame. Basali has been waiting for six years for this, finally making the cut. As a member of an all-decade team, he deserves this honor. But all that good news is overshadowed by Deshaun Watson, an independent arbitrator ruled that Watson will only be suspended for six games. Six games! Deshaun Watson was accused by more than 24 women that he sexually assaulted them. I have to go deeper here than just giving the news. I think this is disgusting. What Watson did is terrible. Even worse are the Cleveland Brown fans celebrating that he only missed one divisional game. This is a bigger story than football. I cannot cheer for a team or a player who treats human beings this way. Sports is not more important than people. Now let's end on a happier note with a strange news alert. Turns out you might be able to have your candy and eat it too. A Canadian company, Candy Funhouse, is hiring a chief candy officer. The advertisement set is simple. Do you love all things candy and chocolate? If so, this is a perfect position for you. Turns out the chief candy officer will serve as head taste tester and try over 3,500 products each month. Even better, the position pays almost $80,000 annually just to eat candy. That's amazing. Their job can be remote or based in its Canada or New Jersey offices. One downside, no word yet on whether dental coverage is included. That does it, folks, for the news. Now it is time for Unscripted. Give an eye dish and fuego hot takes left and right. Our first topic is... The Tampa Bay Buccaneers acquired... Wide receiver Julio Jones will play with Tom Brady revive his career. No, Julio Jones should have ended his career in Atlanta. He did not do well last year in Tennessee, so I don't think Tom Brady will save him. I agree with you. Julio Jones is washed. He will never be like he was in Atlanta. The next question is... Gabriel Slonina, U.S. National Junior Goalkeeper, 
was just signed for more than $10 million by Chelsea in the Premier League. What does this mean for American soccer? Uh, this means that American soccer is actually getting better, even though it has, it's used to be a joke in the world with the, this goalkeeper signing and the U.S. men's national team finally making the World Cup again. This means that soccer is coming back to America. You are 100% wrong. Just because one goalkeeper got signed by Chelsea does not mean American soccer is good. It is still trash. Okay, well, you just said finally made the World Cup. Exactly. They finally did it. They couldn't do it for years. So they are not good. And the next question is... Five-time world champion and number one ranked to the world for 10 years, chess grandmaster Magnus Carlsen is not going to defend his title next year. What's your reaction? Nothing. It's just chess. Nobody cares about competitive chess. I've got to disagree with you on that one. This is actually a big deal. It, the fact that he's not going to go uh, protect his title is a huge deal in the chess community. He is one of the best chess players ever to walk the earth, and the fact that he is not going to go uh, protect his title is insane. Well, you know what? If I went to 100 people and asked, do you know who this person is and what sport he plays? I bet 99% of people would say, I have no idea. The last, but certainly not least, question is... They say that all Fruit Loops actually have the same taste, and the color doesn't impact the flavor. Truth or heresy? This is 100% true. I have done several taste tests and with my own scientific studies i have found out that this is true all the fruit loops taste the same thank you mr scientist but i'll take you from here fruit loops tried to trick everyone but it did not work frosted flakes are still better and that ends our unscripted segment welcome to perfect 10 the best sports trivia game in podcast history Look it up. Two players go head to head, mano e mano, to see who will be the victor. If someone gets all 10 answers correct, then they will win the prize of a lifetime. Let's meet our contestants, both back for redemption after losing last season. Reminder each will call out their name to buzz in. We have Zach. I, I beat this kid 5 0 in a 1v1. And Noah. When Zach loses, can I go to his house and beat him up? I, I am not in control of that. Gentlemen, are you ready to rumble? Yes. Yes. Okay. Question number one. How many teams are in the NFL? Zach. Zach. 32. That is correct. One point to Zach. Question number two. Name the three pro teams who play in Seattle. Noah. Noah. Seahawks. Kraken. Does that count? Kraken. Seahawks. Kraken. Yeah. And. Time. That do it. Yeah, Zach, you can go. Seahawks, Kraken, and Mariners. That is correct. Zach now has two points. He is storming off to the lead. Question number three. What city does the Los Angeles Angels play in? 
Zach. Noah. Zach. Los Angeles. That is wrong. Noah, do you have an answer? San Antonio. That is also wrong. The Los Angeles Angels playing Anaheim. Oh, my God. Question number four. Who won the 2022 Stanley Cup? Zach. Zach. The Lightning. That is wrong. Noah, do you have an answer? <laughs> the Penguins? That is also wrong. It is the Colorado Avalanche. Question number oh, five. What famous golf course is the Masters played at? Zach. Zach. Augusta. That is correct. Zach is now up 3-0. Question number six. What country does the Premier League take place? Zach. Zach. England. That is correct. Zach is up 4-0. Oh, my God. No, we got to do something here. Question number seven. What boxing movie franchise does Sylvester Stallone play the main Zach. character in? Zach. Rocky. That is correct. Zach is up 5-0. Noah, what are you doing? Question number eight. How many NBA championships has a, the Atlanta Hawks won? Noah. Noah. Zero. That is wrong, Zach. Two. Right. I said two. That is also wrong. They've only won one. Question number nine. How many Super Bowls has Von Miller won? Zach. No. Zach. Two. That is correct. Zach is up 6-0. Noah. You know this is terrible. Question number 10. Name the host country of the 2022 World Cup. Zach. Zach. Qatar. That is correct. R. Zach has won 7-0. Congratulations, Zach, on a blowout win on your redemption game in Perfect 10. A 7-0 victory. We will see you next time on Perfect 10. Think you can beat the champ? Then DM us at on Instagram at Little Man Big Mouth Show or email us at littlemanbigmouthshow at gmail.com. It's time now for Twist, this week in sports history throwback, a segment where we look back in sports history to learn what happened this week long ago. Our twist this week proves that the sum is greater than its parts. On August 3rd, 1949, the Basketball Association of America, called the BAA, and the National Basketball League, known as the NBL, merged to form the National Basketball Association. That's right, the NBA. The merger brought together 10 teams from the BAA and 6 from the NBL. These 16 were joined by a new expansion franchise to create the first 17 teams of the NBA. Nine of these 17 teams are still around today, but only two teams are still in the same city and go by the same name, the New York Knicks and the Denver Nuggets. The merger set the stage for professional leagues to grow 
by coming together with their rivals. This model inspired the NFL-AFL merger in football, as well as the NBA-ABA merger in the 1970s. Kudos to the NBA for setting the standard on league growth and creating a foundation well ahead of its time. And that does it for this episode's twist. Now it is time for the draft. Give an eye drunk objects under a new topic each episode. This episode is fan bases. Gabriel, you can go first. Thank you, Jonah. With my first pick, I am taking the Cameron crazy. These Duke fans are crazy. They camp out for weeks on end for basketball games on Coach K Drive. Well, you know what? They are crazy, but I think Coach K's absence might change it and lower their tone. I gotta disagree with you here. It doesn't matter who's coaching them. It doesn't even matter who's playing them. It could be Jason Tatum or Kyrie Irving. It doesn't matter. All Duke has to be doing is playing basketball, and you will get the Cameron crazy. Well, you want to talk about another crazy team? Let's talk about the Raiders. The Black Hole. They go all out with their costumes. They got face paint, spikes. I mean, they kind of look like Kits, the rock band. I got to agree with you here. These are some passionate fans. They follow the team wherever they go. They, they was started in Oakland, then they went to L.A., back to Oakland, and now in the desert at Las Vegas. These fans are crazy. I can't imagine being a posing fan in the stadium. Well, that's why those few, if you look at a Vegas game, it's all black. Yeah, so now with my second pick, I am taking Red Sox Nation. These fans are so passionate about the Red Sox. You, even during the World Series drought, they showed up to almost every game at Fenway Park. They even they had sold out stadiums when they were not good. And all these fans care about is if the Red Sox are playing. That is a hundred percent true. Because they have one of the best rivalries in sports. Yankees, Red Sox. Now these fans, when Red Sox make a little move, Red Sox Nation reacts. I also also the Red Sox are so passionate that they got their own movie about how passionate they are about this sport. Well, with my second pick, we're staying here in Boston, but to a different sport. That's right, basketball. We have the Boston Celtics. From Bill Russell to Larry Bird to now Jason Tatum. These fans have been through it all. Yes, these fans are crazy. During the Heat Celtics game, I was just watching them Go crazy whenever someone dunked it, got blocked. And they also harass the team with uh, insulting the opposing team and creating offensive cheers. Well, I mean, that's just how Celtics Nation does it. And they even can quote stats from any generation how good their basketball team was. Now, with my last pick, I am going on to the other side of the Atlantic Ocean. And I am taking Manchester United. These Red Devil fans are some of the craziest fans in the world. They have more fans than the U.S. population. 
and they do so much stuff. They protested outside one of the games and they got the game postponed because they wanted to throw out their American owner. That is how passionate these Red Devil fans are. A little off the books with the fan base. But yes, I totally agree. These soccer fans, any team soccer fans, go nuts. Well, with my last pick, we're going back to college. The Notre Dame fans. They call themselves the Golden Domers. What? You ask. Usually, why, are Notre, why is Notre Dame the only school without a division and still have a television contract? Because of the Golden Domers. They are crazy. They show up to every football game, every basketball game, supporting their college. I gotta agree with you there. No, I don't think that many other teams would be able to last out of a conference like Notre Dame is because of how amazing their fans are and how supportive they are. Well, that does it for the draft. Welcome to Heroes and Zeros, where we look at the best and the worst of the sports world. We have a tie for Zeros of the week between Andrew Wiggins and Jim Harbaugh, a key part of the Golden State Warriors championship run. Wiggins recently shared that he had one regret this year, getting his COVID vaccine. Wiggins told a reporter that despite being an all-star and a champion, he wished he did not have his vaccine. Without it, Wiggins would not have been able to play home games for the Warriors. COVID vaccines have saved thousands of lives, limiting the symptoms of the illness and reducing its ability to spread. For Wiggins to make such a ridiculous statement and discourage life-saving medicine makes him one of our zeros of the week. He shares that title with Jim Harbaugh, coach of the Michigan Wolverines. Harbaugh decided to get involved in politics, recently mansplaining the idea of abortion. Speaking as a wealthy male person of privilege, Harbaugh told women everywhere they should just keep their babies, regardless of the circumstances. While Harbaugh did, did offer to personally help raise any children from his player or staff, players or staff, the message that women should not have control over their own medical choices does not sit well especially when Harbaugh will never have to carry a child of his own. This tone-deaf message earns Harbaugh zero of the week. On the other side of things, our hero of this week is Miles Copeland. Copeland is a firefighter from Toledo, Ohio, by day, and a player from the, for the Toledo City Glass of the basketball league in his other job. Copeland recently finished a 24-hour shift as a firefighter, then traveled to New York for his team's playoff game. During the game, referee John Scully collapsed and was unresponsive. Copeland leaped into action, running across the court to check Scully's vitals. When he didn't feel a pulse, 
Copeland began performing CPR. His heroics were literally life-saving, keeping Scully alive until the paramedics could arrive. Scully later had sought surgery to remove a blockage in his heart, and his family is grateful to Copeland for saving his life. And that does it for Heroes and Zeros. Next up, stick by your picks. For those new to the show, Gabe and I dissect the NFL schedule one week at a time. These are iron-clad picks. We will not change our mind or picks, no matter what happens between now and the game. Outlaws have asked us to let you know you should not bet your house on our picks. This is for entertainment purposes only. This week, Gabriel and I are making our NFL predictions for the upcoming season. Let's get into it. We are starting with the AFC. Well, starting in the AFC East, I'm selecting the Patriots. Mac Jones went off last season and was the best rookie quarterback of that class. Starting his second season in the NFL, he will lead his team to the playoffs. Uh, In the AFC East, I've got to disagree with you. I have the Buffalo Bills. With Josh Allen, Von Miller, and Stephon Diggs, they are one of the most explosive and unstoppable teams in the AFC. Well, now we're going to a not-so-good division, the AFC South. Gabriel, your selection first. Thank you, Jonah. In the AFC South, I have the Indianapolis Colts. They will win, being carried by their stud running back, Jonathan Taylor. He is the best running back now in the NFL. I have to disagree with you here. I'm not selecting Matt Ryan, who had one of the biggest choke games in Super Bowl history. I'm selecting Derrick Henry, and the Tennessee Titans. It doesn't matter if it's Malik Willis or Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. Derrick Henry, the king, will plow through any defense. I would disagree with I, that. Makes no sense. The Titans did barely anything in the offseason. All they did was give away one of the best players on the team, AJ Brown. Well, they don't need a receiver. They just need Derrick Henry. But in the AFC North, I'm selecting a powerhouse wide receiver and quarterback duo, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. They dominated this division last year, and I think they're going to do it again. I'm agreeing with you on this one. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are a dynamic quarterback and wide receiver duo, but they did not address the offensive line issue that well, and I am not expecting another Super Bowl trip from the Cincinnati Bengals. And now, uh, in the last division of the AFC, is the AFC West. And here, I am taking the Denver Broncos with Russell Wilson. The new play caller for the Broncos will help lift them over their hump. Also, with the explosive running back of Javante Williams. And with their all-pro safety, Justin Simmons, no one will stop them. I'm not shocked they picked the Broncos. But come on, they're not as good as you think. You're putting up too high on the bar when they should be down below. I'm selecting the Las Vegas Raiders. One of the Raiders players were even on my podcast because that's how good they were. 
Dylan Wallet, shout out to you. Thank you so much, and I'm choosing you to go to the playoffs. <sighs> I gotta disagree with you, but even though they added an amazing wide receiver in Devontae Adams, I don't think Derek Carr is a caliber quarterback to lead their team to the playoffs. And now for the AFC wild cards, the three teams I have going to the playoffs on the wild cards are the Kansas City Chiefs, New England Patriots, and Baltimore Ravens. Well, I got the Dolphins, Ravens, and Chargers. The Dolphins, you can't overlook Tyreek Hill and Tua for long. The Ravens, they got Lamar Jackson. He can do anything in the Chargers. They have the young stud in Justin Herbert. Now we got the NFC starting out with the NFC North. For me, I'm taking the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. They got the easiest division ever. They have the Lions, Bears, and Vikings. Oh my, the Packers have easily demolished all these teams. I'm agreeing with you on this one. The Packers have an easy uh, ride to the playoffs, and no one will stop them in their division. Next up, we're going down to the NFC South. In the NFC South, I have the New Orleans Saints with Michael Thomas coming back and their draft pick of Chris Olave. The wide receiver core will help Jameis Winston uh, progress along and their defense led by Honey Badger Tyron Matthews will be unstoppable. I have to disagree with you here. James Winston is like a skeleton. He breaks very easily. So, I'm going to have to go with the Falcons, with Kyle Pitts and Drake London. They will take over this division, and no one wants to see the Buccaneers win this again. So, the Falcons will come in and soar through the skies. I disagree with you. When... Especially that the Falcons lost their top receiver, Calvin Ridley. I do not think they are going to be able to win their division. Kaka! That's the sound of the Falcons winning because they're heading straight to the playoffs. Next, we're going to the Los Angeles Rams, a.k.a. the Super Bowl champions division, the NFC West. I've got, of course, the Los Angeles Rams. They still got Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, Tyler Higby and Aaron Donner. They will, they will go back to back playoff appearances. I'm agreeing with you on this one. There is no one who's going to be able to challenge the Rams in their division, even with the loss of Robert Woods. And now, it is the last NFC division, the NFC East. Fly, Eagles, fly. I have the Philadelphia Eagles led by Jalen Hurts and their amazing defensive draft class this year will dominate the division as the rest of the teams in there are embarrassing. The Cowboys have no wide receivers. I don't even know what the commanders are doing and the Giants will never be good again. I 100% agree with you. Jordan Davis standing six foot six is going to destroy every offensive line. Fly! Eagles! Fly to the playoffs again. Will this be the year they win again? Now we have the NFC wildcard. I'm taking the Cardinals, Vikings, and 49ers. I'm agreeing with you on that one. I'm also taking the 49ers, Arizona Cardinals, and the Atlanta Falcons. Now it's time to go to the tippy-top. 
the Super Bowl predictions. With me, I'm going with the Patriots versus the Eagles, Jordan Davis versus Mac Jones, and the Patriots get the revenge. Nah, nah, nah. For the Super Bowl, you got the Denver Broncos and the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers making it to the Super Bowl, but he will fall short to the Denver Broncos lockdown defense led by Justin Simmons and Bradley Chubb. Let's ride! Okay, there are some crazy predictions out there, but this is the wildest. You have the Denver Broncos, who have Russell Wilson and some kind of running back over there, and you have a two-time back-to-back MVP, and you take the Broncos? That sounds like I am right, because the Broncos are winning it this year, folks. Let's ride, Broncos country. I am sticking by my picks. Well, that does it, folks, for this edition of the Little Man Big Mouth Podcast. Check out our next episode when it drops. Until then, see ya! Follow the show on Insta at Little Man Big Mouth Show and subscribe to future episodes on your favorite podcast providers. The Little Man Big Mouth Podcast is an exclusive creation of Hefeweizen Podcast Productions.